Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well met, fellow adventurers. We are back with Sir Crokington. We're on Songard Island. And we're going to be doing the adventure, The Dungeons of Songard. Which is a place I hope you never end up. Because it's probably in the upper decile of worse dungeons to be in. Yes, it is a task of utmost secrecy and dire peril that sends you into the shadowy corridors beneath Songard Keep. Start the adventure. Here we go. Good of you to come so quickly, dear friend, said Thane Porridge, thrusting a steaming mug of paleo into your chilled hands as he ushers you into his tent, and to asking you to seat yourself. Seat yourself, Thane. Disguised as the mercenary captain Mimnor, towards closed the thick flat, thick flat, Pick flat and picks up his own mug from the clotted surface of a map-strewn table. They say the winters on the Isle are harsh, he says, making reference to the biting cold and frigid wind that sweeps across the island on this clear morning in early autumn. I can't find a single reason to dispute that, but the onset of winter is certainly to be the least of our concerns particularly with what's made, been made known to me last evening. The Thane tells you that he has learned that one of his most important agents was captured three days ago while attempting to steal an item from Thane Mazabak's private chamber within the keep. He is quick to admit to you as he feared what it is his particular agent may be coerced into revealing to his captors. He's a man whose heart and spirit will not be easily broken, he says, setting down his mug on the edge of the table. Yes, I fear what lies in store for him at the hands of his jailers. There is a possibility that our enemies may learn from him. From him, any, any more... May learn from him more may learn more from than any of us could hope and and such a thing might very easily be the start of our doing but must must not come to pass Thanepoint picks up his steaming mug draws it to his lips but quickly sets it down without ever taking a sip he places his hands on his hips and rubs his thumb across his retound polished pommel of his sword he is in the dungeons beneath the keep, he says, his eyes wandering the, wandering the walls of, his t- of, of the tent, as if his immediate thoughts are disconnected to his spoken words. 
It is a mission of grave importance and great danger, and one I must must trust in no one but you, regular dude. You must make haste, for time is no ally in this task. Never before has all we've worked towards with with regards to this strange, entangling business been so very near to collapse. And it is it is in you we now place our trust. Without hesitation, you stand and initiate a shoulder cross from the Thane, and tell him you are prepared to undertake the mission at once. He nods and tells you there are special precautions that must be taken if you are to find your way into the dungeons and rescue his imprisoned agent. I've been able to gather these, he says, motioning towards the ground at the back of the tent, where a, lem- where a group of hidden objects lie lie beneath, beneath a ragged, grimy length of cloth. You reach down and pull aside the cloth, revealing three pieces of armour and five weapons. Thane Pollen toes the assorted pieces with his leather-clad foot and tells you they are weapons and armour common to the guards stationed in the Keep's dungeons. The guards in the kitten dungeons are unlike the others you'll find in the keep, he says, his voice adopting a cautionary tone. They are loyal only to Thane Mazabak, perhaps a few others in his immediate circle of confederates. They are skilled fighters, regular dude, and will undoubtedly give their lives to protect their charge. Great indeed must be the secrets in the belly of the keep. For we need only concern ourselves with a single prisoner at the moment. Man, I very much hope we will find alive. You stare down at the weapons and armour lying at your feet. Thane tells you you must wear the helm, chain shirt and tabard to have any hope of being able to move freely about the dungeons. He also tells you you must choose to wield one of the weapons common of our Mesabak's elite guard. Okay, I'm just going to equip those right now, because previously I forgot to do that, and I got my mind, and I got my mind exploded, which is not a good way to start an adventure, really. Right, equipping, and now the tabard. Okay, they're all equipped, let's have a look at them. The guard's chain helm, seven stamina points. I mean, it is a downgrade from what I had before. Quite a severe one in this case, because I had the red egg equipment. This is the chain helm given to you by Thane Point to help disguise you as one of Sangar Keep's guard. Alright, and this one's eight stamina points. It's exceptional quality. This is the chain shirt given to you by Thane Bowens to help disguise you as one of the Sangar Keeps Guard. And the tabard doesn't do stats, it's just really heavy. This is the tabard given to you by Thane Bowens to help disguise you as Sang- Sangar Keeps Guards. There were enough of, those, of these elite guards on the aisle that you should be able to pass for one of them, provided you remain in the guard and only wield. Those weapons they might hope to possess, he says. I 
can't guarantee you will slip past their scrutiny, for it is certain to be piercing, but it is a whisk we must take. The thane then asks you which of the five weapons you will choose to wield on this mission. The longsword, the axe, the spear, the mace or the dagger. I'm going to go for dagger because that's the weapon we skill I've actually leveled up. That and lances, but as I said, lances aren't that much good if you're not on a horse. And they probably won't let me bring a horse into the dungeons of Sargard. For various reasons. So, select the dagger. The guard's dagger. Let's have a look at it. It's got plus four mil awaiting. This is the dagger given to you by Thane Point. Hope disguise you as someone of Sargard keeps guards. This weapon is of exceptional quality, but it's still, you know, just a not in any way magic. So, equip the guard's dagger, and that brings and that brings down a lot of my stats as well, because it just so happens that the items that I had to switch out. We're boosting my stats. Oh well. As you take hold of your chosen weapon, Thane Point again reminds you to maintain your disguise as a guardsman. You must employ only this weapon while on your mission. The Thane, the Thane once again warns you to wear all three pieces of guard's armour and wield only the weapon you've chosen while on this mission. You certainly see the sense in his advice and decide it would be best to equip these items right away. Oh, I've already done so. That was probably weird for the Thane, having me just appear. Just appear in new equipment mid-sentence. But, oh well. You must be very cautious, regular dude, he says, when you finish sorting out your newly acquired equipment. Suspicions have likely been roused with the capture of my agent. We must remove him from that place before he is broken and our cover is pulled away and the outcome of our endeavours left to certain ruin. My prayers go with you into that place. You ask the Thane how you will know his agent and his eyes widen as the very notion had nearly eluded him. He will not know you in your current disguise, though I'm certain he knows all of you, he says, squinting as he pinches the bridge of his nose between his thumb and, f thumb and forefinger. He has a long scar beneath his left eye, and a painfully crooked, badly broken nose. His appearance rarely straight stays the same for very long. But those two features are at least at least constant. You will answer to the name Strig. Hmm. Thane Porin tells you that the entrance to the, the dungeons can be found at a guarded stair at the northern end of the keep's central passage. 
You assure him you will find and free his captured agent, to which he responds with a curt nod. The fate of our enterprise rests solely in your hands, Sir Crokington, he says, lowering his voice. I can think of no more capable grasp in which to place it. With that, you take your leave of the Thane and turn your thoughts to the daunting task now before you. As you make your way out of the West Camp and back towards the keep, you begin to formulate a plan. One that you hope will get you into the dungeon and allow you to find and rescue the agent known only as Strig. You wait until you wait until night has fallen before leaving your quarters, making your way through the mostly deserted passages of the keep towards the north end of the main corridor there. Discover much what much what you expected you would. A lone guardsman standing before the door and seals the sca- seals the stairs leading down into the dungeon. The end of the hall is only dimly lit by a pair of flickering lamps. You haven't yet been spotted. As you lurk in the shadows, a safe distance from the guard, you begin to contemplate how you will get through the door and down into the gun- dungeons of Songard. So I've got some options. I could just approach the guard and hope my disguise is good enough. I could use illusion to top up the disguise, use feathery to sneak past, or use telekinesis to do something. I'm not exactly sure what telekinesis will do, so I'll do that. It succeeded, whatever it is. 8xp to telekinesis. You summon your power of telekinesis and your mastery of mind over matter on a small stone lying at the edge of the hall. With minimal effort, you send the stone sliding across the corridor and into a nearby adjoining passage. As the guard moves off to investigate the strange noise created by the sliding stone, The door at the end of the corridor is left unattended. That's why you have two guards. That's why you have two guards. So one of them can go off and investigate something without leaving the door wide open. You You steal forward and slip through the door, closing it softly in your wake. As your eyes slowly adjust to the darkness behind the door, you find yourself standing in a narrow landing at the top of the steep stairs that lead down into the dungeons beneath the keep. You've only just began your descent of the unlit stairs when the sudden and chilling sound of soft footfalls from below sends your pulse racing. Someone has begun a rapid ascent. Well, that's just inconvenient. With no time to spare, you spot a deep hollow on the left of the stairwell. Just, just below where you now stand, and immediately head for it, moving off, moving off the steps only moments before the arrival for a slender and bent cloak figure. Who could it be? Probably someone we don't know. Anyway, picking a number. Bonus of twenty-six. Eighteen from feathery. Eight from luck. Yes, because luck's down. Because I'm stuck using the guard's equipment. 
Alright. Gotta get 50 or more or be spotted. Pick now. 62. Success. Press into the back of the shadow field hollow. The edge of the stairs. You watch as the cloaked figure passes by. Disappearing up the steps with great haste. Apparently oblivious to your presence. The door at the top of the steps is is opened and closed. Silence once again fills the stairwell. Confidently avoided detection by whoever just climbed the steps, you move out of your hiding place and boldly resume your descent. You complete the remainder of your descent with great caution, remaining alert for any sound that indicates you are not alone on the stairs. At the bottom of the stairs, you move on to a broad, torchlit passage and you'll get your full bre- first full breath of the musty air that fills the dungeons beneath Sangard Keep. Alright, this is a quite large dungeon. You stand at the base of the stairs that lead up and out of the Keep's dungeon. These dim, musty passages beneath Sangard Keep appear to have undergone recent renovation. Despite the bracketed porches that hang along the walls at semi-regular intervals, thick gloom pervades the wide corridors of this foul prison. So, okay, so I'm in the middle of the dungeon on an east-west passage. And the dungeon has as a square passage around the edge. Alright. Alright, okay, I'm going to go west. Several yards ahead of you, steady and move the passage, squaffed in the flickering light of the nearby torch, scans a lone guardsman. The stoic figure, his hand resting dutifully on the pommel of his sheath blade, and his eyes scouring the gloom in all directions, maintains a solitary vigil in the shadow-filled dungeon corridor. You quick to spot an iron key dangling from the hook in the guard's belt. Despite your precarious proximity to the guard, you've not yet been been spotted. Okay, keys, keys, keys definitely come in handy. Attempt to retrieve the guard's keys. You could also just attack the guards, but I haven't. I've got to maintain my cover as long as possible. Retrieve the guard's keys. You decide to try and steal the key dangling from a hook on the guard's belt. So, plenty of options here. I could use telekinesis. Shadow magic, if I had that, and it was above level 70. But it isn't on both counts, so I don't. And feathery. Uh, just telekinesis. If I want to stay as far away as possible. It succeeded. 16 XP to telekinesis. You channel your power of telekinesis and focus on the key dangling from the guard's belt. With relatively little difficulty, you manage to telekinetically manoeuvre the key off the hook from which it hangs and silently draw it into the dim, torchlit passage to your outstretched hand. I've guard key number one. This is one of the keys you took from one of the guards stationed in the dungeons of Sarnguard Keep. Ah. Sure it, sure it will come in handy for other adventures if we ever have to go down here again. You know, unless they change the locks. 
Okay, let's go back to the east. I could attack the guard, but no particular reason to do that. Your cautious progress along the torch-lit corridor is brought to an abrupt halt by an unbroken encounter. You suddenly find yourself face to face with a glowering, sword-wielding guardsman. The guard appears immediately suspicious. It demands you identify yourself and reveal what business has brought you down into the dungeon. Alright, I could bluff my way past the guard, or just attack it. Alright, gonna bluff my way past first. You boldly attempt to blush, bluff your way past the suspicious guard, picking a number. Bonus to 43, 23 from Diplomacy, 7 from Feathery, 8 from Luck, 10 from Mind. Gotta get 75 or more, or I'll blow my cover. Pick now. 55. Failure. Your valiant attempt to bluff your way past the guard has failed. Your guard angrily draws his sword and starts to raise the alarm. Run away, run away, run away! You turn, you turn and dash off along the corridor in a desperate bid to evade the determined guardsman. Picking a number. Bonus of 44. 18 from feathery, 8 from agility, 10 from mind, 8 from luck. Got to get 75 or more, or I get caught. Pick now. 83, success. After a brief but wild chase through the dungeon halls, you manage to evade your pursuer and find yourself back at the foot of the stairs that lead up and out of this shadowy maze. You spend a few moments catching your breath before once again setting off through the gloom. The secrecy of your mission has been negatively affected. Okay. Let's go east again. Alright, there's out there's cells to the north and south. The dim, musty dungeon passages beneath Sangar Keep appear to have undergone a recent renovation. Despite the bracketed torches that hang around the walls at wake semi-regular intervals, thick gloom pervades Pervades the wide corridors of this foul prison. Now and again, the sound of distant footfalls greets your ears. Okay, let's go north. You're standing directly before a heavy iron door that seals off one of the many cells in the keep's dungeon. A small barred window, barely larger than your hand, is set. Set at the door eye level. Midway to the left side of the door is a thick iron plate, centre of which is a small keyhole. The door is locked. You immediately realise that forcing open this heavily reinforced iron door is not a viable option. We need to figure out some other way of opening it. Well, it wouldn't be much of a prison. Will guard key one work? Attempt to open the door. You step forward and carefully examine the heavy iron door, wondering how you might attempt Best attempt to open it. Okay. So I to get to use magic they need to be at a level 70 plus. 70 plus telekinesis, shadow magical destruction, but I can still use feebly. Will guard key one work? Yes it does. The key fits perfectly into lock. You turn it slowly and later when a soft click reaches your ears, 
indicating the heavy iron door is now unlocked. Peer through the small window. You peer through the small barred window and make out a huddled shape against the far wall of the gloom-laden cell. Alright, well, alright, there's someone, someone's in here. Step into the cell. You quietly open the heavy iron door and step cautiously into the dark cell beyond. Sitting against the far wall of this small cell, with his head slumped forward, is a grimy, wag-clad prisoner who appears to have suffered great harm at the hands of his jailers. As you, as you approach the man, he warily raises his head and, and stares at you with, with wide-eyed look of fear. Your, your swift reassurance you mean mean him no harm seems to do little to set him at ease well i assume that's probably what the guards say just before they whoop his ass to only a few moments his head once again slumps forward since this unfortunate prisoner is near to death you're almost so also certain having seen his face that he is not the man thane Poland has tasked you with res- rescuing Particular item may be of use here. Uh, what? Guard key one again? No. Alright, let's use restoration on him. Call upon your power of restoration. Succeeded! 16 XP to restoration. The warm glow of your healing powers washes over the prisoner, and within moments the man is able to wise, painfully stagger to his feet. The Primacer, who grimaces repeatedly as he soars down his feet, thanks you for coming to his rescue. He tells you that he was formerly a soldier and he was galed here nearly six weeks ago for refusing to kill a suspected spy. He tells you he now wishes to escape from the island at all cost. With a strong desire to see this man to safety, you lead him out, out of the cell and up the stairs to the north end of the keep's main hall. At last, certain the coast is clear, you send him out into the corridor and wish him luck on his escape from the aisle. He thanks you again and hastily meets you on his shoulder cross before turning and swiftly departing. When he's no longer in sight, you turn and once again descend into the dungeons. Okay. Oh, we got one person broke out. Alright, yep. And, alright, now let's try this the other side. Okay, let's, it's another door. Okay, attempt to open the door. Guard key number one. It clicks, it's now open. Open the door and step into the cell. You quietly open the heavy iron door and step cautiously into the dark cell beyond. The small cell is empty, though all evidence seems suggested it may have been recently occupied. After making a quick search of the chamber, you step back into the corridor, taking care to quietly close the door as you leave. Okay. How about... North and south of that guard. Okay. Attempt to slip past the guard. You decide to attempt to get past the lone guardsman without being spotted. 
So, if I had gating and sh gating at 70 and shadow magic at 60, I could use those, but I don't. So I'll use telekinesis first. Challenge of power, telekinesis. Use your mastery of mind over matter to telekinetically hurl a small series of stones along the passages in the direction of the lone guardsman. Alerted by the noise, the guard dutifully moves off into the gloom to investigate, momentarily abandoning his post. Seizing the opportunity, you steal forward through the shadows and move, move past the unsuspecting guard without being seen. Okay. Now I can go north or south. I'm going to go north first. You're standing directly before a heavy iron door that seems off one of the many cells in the keep's dungeon. A small barred window, barely larger than your hand, is set into the door eye level. Midway up the left side of the door is a thick iron plate, in the centre of which is a small keyhole. The door is locked. Okay, let's open the door. I'll use the power of feathery, because it's that or have a key. Use feathery. You've unsuccessfully attempted to use your thievery skill. Yeah, would have been safer just to use the key. You're about to embark upon another course of action when the sudden and with alarming sound of footfalls in the passage behind you makes your blood run cold. You suddenly find yourself face to face with the glowering sword-wielding guardsman. The guard seems immediately suspicious and demands you identify yourself and reveal what business has brought you down into the dungeon. Alright, let's try buff, bluff our way past. Alright, bonus of 43, gotta get 75 or more. Or he'll be very suspicious indeed. 122, success. Your bravado in the face of the wary guard has paid off. The lone guardsman seems to explain your accept your explanation for your presence in the dungeon. It tells you to quickly complete your assigned task and depart. With that, the guard turns and strides off along the passage. When he is no longer in sight, you breathe a sigh of relief and promptly resume your exploration. Okay, let's hope try again. V3, success. 16 XP to V3. With little difficulty, you manage to pick the lock. A soft click from somewhere within the door indicates that you have succeeded. The heavy iron door can now be opened. Alright, step into the cell. Into the cell I go. The small cell is empty, though all evidence seems suggested may have been recently occupied. After making a quick search of the chamber, you step back into the corridor, taking care to, quick, to quietly close the door as you leave. Head to the south. Alright, sneak past this guard again. Sneak past the guards and all. Alright, head back, back to the south. Alright, attempt to slip past the guard. Use the power of illusion this time. Your effort to slip past the guardsman has ended in failure, has alerted him to your presence. He boldly steps forward and dem angrily demands you identify yourself. You properly answer to hurry, but hopefully believable explanations of your business in the dungeon. Okay, I uh, bluff my way past again. Same check as before. Pick. 
121 success. Alright, you are simultaneously relieved and elated when the guard appears to buy your story and allows you to continue along the corridor. He, he briefly apologises for doubting you before turning and heading off in the opposite direction. When he's no longer in sight, you once again resume your exploration of the dungeon. Alright, go south. Alright, here's the door. Attempt to open the door. Let's just use that key. Guard key number one. Clicks open. Step into the cell. Simming. Sitting, sitting against the far wall in this small cell, with her head slumped forward, is a grimy, wag-clad prisoner who appears to have suffered great harm at the hands of our gailers. As you as you approach the woman, she warily raises her head and stares at you for a wide eye, with a wide-eyed look of fear. Your swift reassurance that you mean her no harm seems to do little to set her off, set her off at ease. During only a few moments, her head once again slumps forward. You sense this unfortunate prisoner is near to death. Well, better fix that. Restoration time. Corporal power restoration. Succeeded. 16 XP to restoration. The warm glow of your healing powers washes over the prisoner. Within moments, someone is able to rise and painfully stagger to her feet. The prisoner... Who's still largely unsteady on our feet is able to remain standing thanks thanks to and thanks you for coming to her aid. She tells you she'd been imprisoned here for nearly three months after being wrongfully accused of spying. She tells you she only wishes to make her way out of some guard. With a strong desire to see this woman's safety, you lead her out of the cell and up up the stairs to the north end of the keep's main hall. Last, certain that the coast is clear, you send her out into the corridor and wish, and wish her well on her escape from the isle. She thanks you again and hastily meets you in a short cross before turning and swiftly departing. When she is out of sight, you once again descend into the dungeons. Okay, so, okay, I've explored... Alright, I've explored the middle of four rooms now. Alright, I'm just going to go start with the eastern edge then. Alright, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go anti-clockwise and explore everything there. Alright. Alright, here. Attempt to open. Here's another door. Attempt to open it. Feathery. 16 XP to Feathery. Step into the cell. Alright, this one's empty. Head back west. Several yards ahead of you, standing in the middle of the passage. Swathed in the flickering light of a nearby torch, stands a lone guardsman. A stoic figure, his hand jute, resting dutefully on the pommel of his sheathed blade. His eyes, scouring the gloom in all directions, retains a solitary vigil in the shadow-filled dungeon corridor. You're quick to spot an iron key dangling from a hook in the guard's belt. Despite your precarious proximity to the guard, you've not yet been spotted. 
Well, let's get the key first. Okay, I'm going to use thievery this time. Succeeded. 16 XP to thievery. With relative ease, you steal forward through the gloom and position yourself behind the unsuspecting guard. Moments later, you stealthily retreat back into the shadows, having adeptly removed the key from the guard's got from the hook on the guardsman's belt. That's guard key number three. Because I think there's going to be five of them, if I remember correctly. Alright, slip past the guard. Use illusion. Oh, that failed again. Alright, I've got to explain myself. Bluff my way past. The guard grows even more suspicious as you attempt to justify your presence in your dungeon without warning. He draws his sword and attacks. Alright, run away, run away, run away. Oh, nope, 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 no running away this time. The guard proves to be highly skilled with the sword and nearly catches you off guard with several well placed slashes. Despite the ferocity of attack, you manage to fend off his frenzied assault and counter with an attack of your own. Alright, I'm just going to subdue him. Because if he's subdued, I could just put him somewhere. Put him somewhere out of the way where he. Won't, well, we won't get out of there again until we're, until I'm long gone. Subdue your enemy. Slashes with his sword. I stab with my stabby. Deals a savage blow for 5 and then 12 damage. He's not that bad. And he is subdued. Or she is subdued. The guard, battered in submission, collapses to the floor at your feet and swiftly collapses into unconsciousness. After carefully hiding the guard's body, probably just put it in one of the prison, one of the cells. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what they're for, putting people in. You quickly resume your exploration of the dungeon. Alright, and now the northeast, the northeast corner is clear. Okay, trying, going east. You're standing... Here's another door, it's locked. Attempt to open the door. Okay, let's will guard key. Guard key number one help? No. What about guard key number three? Yeah, that worked. The key the key Fits perfectly into the lock. You turn it slowly and lace it when a soft click reaches your ears, indicating the heavy iron door is now unlocked. Alright, step into the cell. Here we go. Your eyes are immediately drawn to a broad, towering figure, cloaked into a deep gloom on the far side of the small cell. With a noticeable shudder and a small and a low groan, a massive figure steps into view. Revealing itself to be a fearsome construct of stone and iron. You immediately recall your encounters with these very same sort of constructs in, in the in the bog ruins you discovered in the jagged hills. Hmm. Alright, I think I mean if these constructs are around, that means that this that this this, this dungeon is at least largely 
infiltrated by the Tazal. And their entire scheme. I mean, I mean, I, I think the thing just... They might just be assuming that Thane Mazabak's in charge. And maybe even the people, many of the people here just assume that Thane Mazabak's in charge. But, and admittedly, yes, if the Thane had a spy, he would jail them. As the construct stops, stops threatening in your direction. You realise you must either hold your, hold your ground and face its impending attack or flee from the cell. Okay, time to fight this construct. With surprising swiftness, a stone and iron construct is upon you, striking out with its fearsome, energy-entwined fists. Stone and metal construct. Okay. Oh, it's making itself stronger again. Hmm, these must be fresh ones. Yes, yes, yes. De he's definitely, definitely in line with the throne. All right, slain. Seventy XP. With loud groan, the violent shudder, the towering stone and iron construct collapses into a heap of the small cell. So making a quick search of the remains of the fearsome foe, you turn and step out of the cell, taking care to carefully close the to quietly close the door as you leave. Alright, that's that bit. Now let's the north side of the corner. Open the door. Guard key three. Guard key one. No. Either way it is then. Alright. With little 16 XP to thievery, little difficulty, you manage to pick the lock. A soft click. A soft click from somewhere within the door indicates you have succeeded. Heavy iron door can now be opened. Alright, let's step into the cell. It's another one of those constructs. I'm just going to fight it quickly. Bash, 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 bash. I'm not bashing, I'm stabbing. And it's 70 XP. Alright, now let's go, now we're going along the north north corridor, here's something, it's another door, attempt to open the door, guard key three, three doesn't work, guard key one doesn't work, use thievery, succeeded, Can't make out anything. Step into the cell. It's empty. Alright. Go west a bit more. Open the door. Feathery. Unsuccessful. Bluff my way past the guard. Okay. He bought it. He bought it. Alright. Peer through the small window. Attempt to open the door again, feathery, 16 XP to that. Step into the cell. As you step into the small cell, your eyes are immediately drawn to a thin figure of a man, slumped over in the far corner, with a pile of chains at his feet. The prisoner, who displays obvious signs of misuse, 
Obvious signs of misuse at the hand of his capture seems to have worked his way free of his heavy bonds. At first, you suspect he's unconscious, but as you slowly approach the corner onto which he's slumped, he slowly raises his head and flashes you a weary but defiant grin. Your pulse quickens as you readily identify the long scar beneath his left eye and a crooked nose that has obviously suffered a rather nasty break at some point in the past. You are certain you have found Thane Pollen's imprisoned agent, Strig. As the man tilts his head to look up at you, you get your first direct view of his face. Your heart near, nearly skips a beast, nearly skips a beat. From this angle, his countenance almost resembles the face of a fierce bird. Suddenly, it dawns on you: the Thane's captured agent, and the man. The very man crouched in the corner of the cell, only a few feet from you, is none other than the Owl, a master thief. Those fearsome reputation and legendary exploits have allowed his stature to rise to near mythic proportions. And he has a law book entry! The Owl, the grand master thief and adventurer known as the Owl, has attained a rather has obtained a rather infamous reputation throughout the realms, primarily due to his dangerous, and more often than not illegal exploits. For it is believed that his master fi- that his master rogue detests violence and goes out of his way to avoid it. There are many cl- many who claim that, that the stance is merely a ploy to keep his enemies off guard and hide his truly fearsome combat abilities. While his true name is not known, the Owl is known simply as Owl among his few, few confederates. He is said, said to have earned his moniker due to the fierce, bird-like appearance of his face. A set of piercing dark eyes and a, bad, a badly broken nose only hoped to strengthen this connotation. In recent years, the owl has all but disappeared from his former haunts, most notably the streets of Talonus. The many believe that the master thief, who works only on his own behalf, has at last met his end. Well, looks like he hasn't. The, the infamous woe groans as the thin, as the grin affixed to his narrow, shrewd place steadily broadens. Wasting no time, you step forward and extend your hand, eager to help your charge regain his feet. But as you draw near the uh, near, draw near, the owl springs up and steps back against the wall, fixing his piercing and somewhat unnerving gaze upon you. Suddenly realizing he may believe you, believe you're one of the dungeon guards, you quickly tell him you're here to rescue him. The urging of Thane Poland. Almost immediately, his fierce gaze softens, and a look of bewildered joy spreads across his worn, angular face. The man known as the Owl sets forward and initiates his shoulder cross before exhaling sharply. Thought the old lad had given me up for dead, he says, pushing back his long, greying locks with his hand. I must say, nice to be remembered by a thing, and to have. Of such an illustrious, illustrious last cousin of my rescue. Fine job all round. As if he sensed your recognition of him, 
The hour confirms your suspicions. And why these demands? You not tell anyone you've seen him. They all think I'm five years dead back home, he says. You have to trust me when I tell you, my friend. Then in my place, it's quite a bit easier that way. The owl tells you he's honoured to have at last met you. For a moment, you're taken aback. As you're not certain how he could possibly seen through your magical disguise. You needn't worry, he says, as if reading the concern on your face. Thane Poland only sends the the best to his bidding. Along, I'd have long thought that you were somehow in his service, Sir Quoketon. But you've got nothing to fear. Your secret's quite safe with me. Feeling suddenly emboldened and somewhat put off by his identification of you, he asked the Master Thief how he came to be locked in a dungeon. Locked in a dungeon with no ready means of escape. They took every last thing I had, he says. Well, say one, anyhow. But without my old, my old trustworthy set at all, I'm afraid I've just, just as much chance of slipping out of here as you do. Before you can respond to his last biting jab, the owl says something that shocks you. Be interested to know that I came to Sangar not only to help the good good thane, he says, eyeing you, eyeing you closely, but to seek out a capable hand to help me with a small matter I... I care not to discuss here and now. I came here seeking you, Sir Croketon, and I'm glad to have finally met up with you. You ask the owl what, what, what that matter is that caused to seek you out. He shakes his head. I'll tell you soon enough, he says, and then, then we'll just be able to. Then we'll see just how able you ask resist the call of adventure. I never could. I can tell you, all I can tell you is that, that in every part, every way, a part of all, all I can tell you is that, is that it is in every way, part of all you find yourself entangled, tangled in upon this accursed shore. The sudden, the sudden sound of many footfalls along the passage outside the cell sends your pulse racing. The owl springs to the door, thrusting his head out into the shadowy corridor. The footfalls slowly fade into silence. I cannot linger here. Neither should you, he says, meeting, pushing back his, lem- his lengthy grey hair with his, with his white hand. I will meet up with you on the aisle before so much of the week has passed. Tell our mutual friend I'm sprung. Perhaps I'll pay him a visit, or perhaps not. The owl again sticks his, sticks his head into the passage and then pulls it back into his, into his cell. Many thanks, friend, he says, as he motions with his head into a far corner of the cell. I've left a small token there. It's yours to have. I believe you've quite the collection underway. You turn and spot a small object lying against the cot against the wall in the corner. When you turn, turn back to ask the owl what it is, he was shocked to find that he is nowhere in sight. Well, he is a grand master thief. You wouldn't be much of a grand master thief if I could just 
find him. You leap to the door and peer out into the corridor, but there is no longer any sign of the master thief. Believing that he is already left to make, make his own way out of the dungeon, you step across the cell and retrieve the item he has left you, only to discover it is yet another of the small platinum coins. How many of those do I have now? You just check. I think it's four, but... Yeah, I got four of them so far. You pocket the coin, wondering how the owl came to be in possession of it, and about to make your way out of the cell, when the sound of many footfalls suddenly erupts in a passage outside. A large group is approaching. With bated breath and a pounding heart, you wait as the footfalls draw up just outside the small cell. Before you've even had time to react, the door is thrown open and Lurikin, flanked by four guards, two of them bearing lamps, steps into the cell and comes to stand before you. The dour-faced advisor's eyes now as he immediately recognises you. Much to surprise, he orders the guards to leave. Okay, I, I do not know what Lucuin's deal is. I mean, I mean, I mean, originally he was just saying Mazabak's toady, but then he seems to be then he seems to be lying with the Snake Man. You know, he just seems to be his, his side all on his own. When they are when they are gone, he steps forward and folds his arms. I assume he's gone. His question has caught you off guard. For a moment you're not certain how to respond. Eventually nod, and are again surprised when he nods in return. Let us not speak of this again, he says, turning and heading out of the cell, as he reaches the door and spins to face you. The passages have been cleared to the stairs, including the hall above. Leave. Do not return to this place. Shocked by this strange and unexpected turn of events, but prepared to accept the advisor with his word, you're about to step out of the cell when he suddenly grabs hold of your hold of your arm, causing you to, to turn and face him. Well done, he says flatly. You nod in response, not quite sure what to make of the bizarre encounter and make your way out into the dungeon corridor, leaving Lurikin alone in the empty cell. Okay, I think the Thane Pazaband wants to look like he's opposed to the Owl, but actually wants him to continue his business. Which is why he arrested him, but didn't really kick up that much of a fuss when I broke him out. Yeah, that's his that? Yeah, that's probably makes sense. Yes. Yes, presumably, as far as the Tazar know, the hour will still be in that dungeon for a good long while. Giving the owl enough time to start on whatever grand heist he has planned. Lucan's words prove, prove, prove true. Now you have no difficulty making your way out of the dungeon and back into the somewhat friendlier upper halls of the keep. 
For several hours, until just after dawn's first light, you remain in your quarters, unable to sleep. An anxious return to Thane Poland's tent in the West Camp report on the, on the sex of your mission. As the day breaks, you find yourself stepping into the Thane's tent and eagerly accepting the steaming mug of paleo you thrust into your hand. Thane Poland's part. Thane Poland smiles as you report the excessive mission to him, though he is quick to admit that he already learned of it from another source. I had a visit from our friend in the wee hours, he tells you, as he slips from his mu- slips from his wo- sips from his wooden mug. He is already donned noteworthy and nearly impenetrable disguise, and is already back at the task he is task he is yet to complete. The Thane places his hand on your shoulder and tells you that you have succeeded beyond even his lofty expectations and restored his reigning hope in the endeavour that he has undertaken on this isle. You make mention of your strange encounter with Lurikin at the end of your mission. The Thane nods. Harder indeed are those who find us so shoulder to shoulder with in dire hours such as this, he says. It is a single cause that unites us all, one that will be made plain to you in the days to come. I dare not reveal more to you than has already been revealed. There is danger in knowing more than one must. For now. The Thane also tells you that the Owl Owls told him of his desire to ask for your help in the next phase, phase of your mission. You should not seek my permission, mine, says the Thane, for he seeks no such thing from anyone. He did not wish that I should be surprised if you were to suddenly disappear from these shores for a small while. You ask the Thane what it is the owl needs help with. My own task remains here on the island, he says, but I hope you will consider his request for your services, for it may lead you far from this place. He's very much, very much involved, involved in that which we find ourselves entangled. He's a good man, Sir Grogerton, a staunch ally. He knows more about this affair than either of us might hope to. I expect he will come seeking you soon enough. The Thane listens intently as you relate to him the details of your adventures in the dungeons beneath the keep. Right up to your rescue of the owl and your encounter with Luakan. Slipped away, just like that, did he? Says Stain Point, shaking his head in reference to the owl's sudden disappearance from the cell. He did the same thing to me earlier, in fact. He almost always leaves in such a fashion, silent as a breeze. I suppose you had no trouble identifying him. I believe my description of a painfully crooked beak was on the mark, would you say? You share a laugh with with Thane over his rather cutting remarks, but what what he says next catches you off guard. I don't suppose you'll ever come round to forgiving me for breaking it, but that was a few years back now. Things were a bit different then. I assume, I assume he was, I assume the owl was breaking into Sargarkeep and the thing was like, PUNCH!
really good at this. Do you want to work for me? And then he did. Also, you're dead. <laughs> you're metaphorically dead. <laughs> you, you, everyone, according to everyone but me, you're dead. That just makes everything a lot easier for all of us. <laughs> you speak with the Fane long into the night, until at last you take your leave of his company and head out of the West Camp and back in the direction of the keep. As you climb the steep, stony path that leads up to the gates of the Grim Island Fortress, you can't help but wonder when you will next encounter the Owl, and what sort of grand adventure lies for you in the days ahead. Alright, 1,024 experience to General, 256 to all skills and powers, and that is the end of the Dungeons of Sargard. That is not now. Back to the island. He's not. Where is he? He's not. He's not. He's not in his cat. He's not. Same point. Is not in his tent as being at all. He's not in his towers. He's not in his towers. Same point. Presumably he's just doing mercenary business and probably having so much fun. Because, hmm. No, he's proving... Okay, and this... Um, having done the Dungeons of Sangard, Proving Ground 6, the Elder Throne is unlocked from the dangerous shores of Sangard Isle to the embattled streets of a powerful and remote city-state of Cardson, you find your fate and those of all the free nations of the North Broadlands, entangled in a sinister web, a deadly snare snung, spun by a faceless enemy, is now squarely upon your shoulders and those of your unlikely companion, the legendary master thief known only as the Owl, that the desperate hopes of an imperiled realm have solemnly settled. But, I mean, I could start that now, but Proving Ground 6 is some of the hardest adventures in the game. With regular, with regular seven, level 70 power checks. So, I'm going to put off I'm going to put off doing that for a while. So, what do I do in the interim, is the question. Well, well, there's lots to do in the interim. There's 40 active, active adventures to do. Hmm. Maybe... Odd. Hmm. Shivering Springs there, but I'm sure I just did that. Oh, maybe I accidentally did it on some other account. With some other character. Oh, well. You definitely don't have to hear about it again. 
What do what to do next? There's adventures. Yeah, well, I don't know what we'll do next. I think it might well be proving grounds free. But it may end up being something else. But anyway, until then, but it definitely won't be proving ground six. That will probably be put on the back burner for a couple of hundred episodes. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.